0: hello lovely and welcome to notes from a small room the podcast from solemnity hosted by me alexandra spear wherever you're listening to this i hope you're well i hope you're safe and thank you so much for listening to all the episodes so far i've really enjoyed doing them and it It's definitely helped me in my own self-love journey. So I hope that it's helping you in yours. Talking of self-love journeys, the One Step Self-Love Workbook is now out on www.solemnico.com and I also recently uploaded and released 52 journaling prompts which you can use one per week Alongside One Step or just as a resource on its own. That is now available to buy on www.celemnico.com It's exactly like One Step in the once you buy it. You will receive a password to the page on the website which is locked. And once you have that password you can access that page whenever you want. Download the PDF document. And do whatever you want with it. Scribble on it make notes, whatever you like. So having got admin out the way, and by the way thank you to everyone who has purchased it, I do really appreciate it and the feedback that I've got from both those resources has been amazing, so thank you. Anyway, as I said, admin over. So this episode I wanted to talk about money money and self-love and the relationship they have and why it is an integral part of the self-love journey to have not only a good relationship with money but also to understand your own relationship with money and how that impacts the relationship that you have with yourself and the relationship that you have with other people. I've talked about money briefly before but I always said that I wanted to do an episode on its own to really dive into it and it might be that I do one episode and then I realise that actually this is too big a topic for just one but anyway so first of all I want to start off with what money is so money is a human construct it's not natural It's not integral to survival. It is part of the collective imagination that to survive you have to have money. And it's become so ingrained in not only the way we live but how we live. That survival is made incredibly difficult if you don't have money. So, due to this... We put a lot of pressure on not only the money we earn, but the money that we feel we should be earning. Money is also associated with class, the level you are in society, and therefore your mating opportunities. As I've said before in these episodes, everything comes down to the most primitive aspects of our animal selves. So the money which you earn in your job, first of all your job itself, allows you to meet a certain circle of people. The band of money that you own allows you to live in a certain area, live in a certain space, have a certain kind of transport and buy certain products. And we put a lot of store in those products. So the clothes that you buy, even the soap that you use, the perfume, the cologne, the car, all of it has a social value. And this would be okay if it wasn't that it's become the only way that we measure each other. So humans are very visual. We're also not very good at... um, seeing people pass that visual so it takes a long time to see someone's worth as something other than their job or how much money they earn or where they live or how even how they speak and that again comes back to that primitive conditioning so going back to money your relationship with money starts at a very early age And it is informed strongly by how your parents or your guardians or those closest to you viewed money used money and worked around money so if you grew up in a space where maybe money wasn't talked about but there was a lot of it so there were never arguments about what could and could not be paid for then you probably don't think Of money as anything other than an extra element of living. It's a route to giving you something that you want but you don't have to think about it, you don't have to plan, it's not a headache. If you grew up in an environment where money was scarce or where it was a point of argument you're probably going to view it, not as a bad thing, but as something that is incredibly important. And therefore that you focus on, you maybe idealize, and you put near the top of your priorities. And that's okay, either is okay. But because the society that we live in, money is given, an incredibly high value that doesn't equate to, we'll say it actually brings. There's a quote, don't ask me who it's by, I couldn't tell you, but the best things in life are free. And it's true. Things like love, you can't buy love. You might try but you can't. Things like peace. You can't buy peace. Things like happiness. You can't buy happiness. Despite what you might think with a tub of ice cream on your lap, you can't buy happiness. Because the things that are most important are usually states of mind. And that... Is something that money can it can have an incredibly big effect on but it can't control it can control how much peace you have how much happiness you have but again that's down to your state of mind you can be happy in a shack you can be peaceful sleeping rough it all depends on mindset And the problem with money is, as I've said, that it's part of the collective imagination. And so it really does impact our self-love. Our self-love is usually directly equated to our perceived social value. That is, of course, until you work on it. So your perceived social value will also give you the value of yourself. And that's before you've worked on yourself, obviously. That's not what it actually is. (laughs) So you probably feel that to be more worthy, that there's to be more worthy of a certain sphere of people a certain job, a certain place to live, you need to earn more money and that will make you happier or give you more peace or give you more things which will make you feel more comfortable, more safe, more reassured. Fill in the blank. That's not going to happen because self-love is a state of mind and you can't buy states of mind. You can buy hypnotherapy, but it's not quite the same. (laughs) And the way to kind of cut the vicious cycle on the money self-love front is to realize that you are enough on the level that you are at. You can love yourself with millions of pounds in your bank or in your overdraft. And money should not change the view that you have on yourself. The way that you grew up and were surrounded by money. Is where you should begin. Because that's going to have had a huge effect on not only how you view yourself but also how the people around you view themselves and that in turn will have impacted your relationship with money your relationship with products all of that how you view money money is a tool money is an amazing tool to get what you need and to give you opportunities but it should not be the be-all and end-all of your self-love journey. Otherwise, if your situation changes and money is like energy, it's like waves on the sand, it comes and goes, but if you let it be the defining part of who you are, that defining part is going to change and it's going to rise and fall and rise and fall. If you know who you are and you are happy with who you are and you are happy no matter the amount of money that you are earning with yourself and you see value in yourself beyond the amount that you have in your bank account then you've cut the cycle. You're free. Because we should all get to a point where we are earning enough to be out of survival mode. There is a point where you will realize that you are no longer surviving, that you have choice. Unfortunately, the capitalist consumer society will have you believing that there is never enough and that there is only a finite amount of resources. That's not true. And it's just like self-love. Just because you love yourself doesn't mean that no one else can. Or it doesn't mean that the person next to you has less self-love for themselves. There is enough for everyone. There is enough to go round. And you have to be able to push apart money and personality or money and love or money and ways of life and it's hard to do it's really hard especially when you've grown up in such a in such a mindset a society a way of life but it is possible and putting the effort into changing your perception of money will probably mean that you actually have more and that you not that you rely on it less but that you see it as a tool and you don't worry about it because you know that it's energy money is essentially energy (laughs) and that's basically what i wanted to come on here to say that your bank statement does not define your worth and it shouldn't define the way that you see yourself it might be the way that others see you, it might define their perception of you, but it shouldn't change how you see you. And at the end of the day, that's really all that matters. Last episode, I asked you to think about the question of what was a moment that you considered to be perfect in your life so far? And how can you mold it into your daily routine? So as always, I'll answer the question um, and then ask you another one. So a perfect moment for me um, was when I was living in Holland. So I was out there for two months alone um, and that was an amazing experience in itself. But the perfect moment was when I was cycling back from the beach and I'd spent a large amount of time down there by myself in the dunes just watching the seagulls going around the sky and watching the sun go down and I was going down this hill and beautiful sunset and I realized that that was all I needed belting down a hill at breakneck speed with a sunset and no nowhere to be and no one who I had to once to really and I think that was when I realised that freedom is a mindset. Yes, it's a state of being, and unfortunately, too many people in the world aren't free. But it's also a mindset. We all have responsibilities, we all have things that we have to do. But if you feel free, then you are free. And so I've tried to incorporate that moment, cycling downhill at breakneck speed with a sunset behind me, into my life on a regular basis and it's not always cycling sometimes it's just walking along the shoreline and stargazing and knowing that I can take as long as I want and yeah for me that's a perfect moment And sometimes moments are minutes, sometimes they're hours, and sometimes they're seconds, but they are blips of perfection in a life which can sometimes seem incredibly, not dull, but certainly pressurised. So building those moments in is not just important, but it's necessary. And the question that I want to ask you and that I want you to think about for the next episode is this. How would you date yourself if you were the only relationship that you would have in your life? How would you treat yourself? What would it look like? What would it feel like? have a think and if you want to listen back to the first episode I ever did um, in Notes from a Small Room to get ideas then go for it but yeah so that's the question for the next episode and don't forget that there are new resources coming out on the website regularly Um, I'm working on something at the minute But it might take a bit of time to get out there. So you've kind of... Sorry, I'll try that again. So you've currently got One Step, which is a workbook. And there's also 52, which is just a list resource for you to work through at your own pace as you want. Both PDFs, so you can print them out or just view them on your screen. And yeah thank you so much for listening i hope that this episode's been helpful um i'll probably do something a bit more factual centered around statistics on the relationship between money and the self in a later episode but i wanted to introduce some concepts some ideas um and so yeah thanks for listening i really appreciate it i look forward to catching up with you in the next episode don't forget uh, notes from a small room is now on spotify as well as apple podcasts and substack and i am working among other things on trying to get a regular newsletter together so if you're interested in that let me know Um, and yeah take care of yourself and catch you later bye (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.